0: Welcome to the Here Be Dragon podcast. My name is Jake LeFave. I am joined today by Brett Landry, our senior pastor here at Christ City Church, and John Briars, our executive pastor here at Christ City Church as well. John and Brett, it is good to have you guys. The episode title uh, is called Church is Not Cancelled How to Be the Church in the Midst of a Global Pandemic. Uh, That is a strange title to me, John, and a strange title to me, Brett, because we just let our community group leaders know, and our church know today, that we're not gathering as a community group, uh, we're not gathering as a church on Sunday morning. And so, Brett, my question is to you, how is it uh, that the church, or that church, is not canceled?
1: Yeah, church is not canceled because the church is not a, a thing, church is not a destination, church is not a Sunday morning service, church is not a building... On the corner of, uh, in our case, Prince Edward and 43rd, or a bil- uh, you know a building that we meet at in East Vancouver or Kitsilano, the church is the people of God who are called to God by grace through faith in Jesus and then sent by God to make the fame and deeds of God known in our day. And so that's that's who we are as the church. And so at Christ City, we don't talk about church being at 845, 1015, and 1145 in South Vancouver or 945 in Kitsilano, or 10 o'clock at Famia Ferlane in their building at 10, uh, 10, a, 10 o'clock in East Vancouver. We talk about the church as the people of God. So we say we are Christ City. And that's why a church is not canceled. We don't cease to be the church when we can no longer meet in large groups of, uh, you know, hundreds of people at a time. We don't cease to be the church. You know, we had one glorious week of house church. I thought it was a glorious week personally of house church. Yeah, Uh, you know, twenty-eight house churches across the city, and then we find out like within days, hey, you know what? This is not going to work, and it's actually not a good idea. We shouldn't do that. And we just have to acknowledge, yeah, just because we can't gather doesn't mean church is canceled. A church is not an event that you go to. It is a people that you belong to in a particular locale. We have this local church understanding of what it means to be the church. And so uh, a group of people who gather together for worship, word, and sacrament on a regular basis and join with each other in walking into and living into the mission of God in our locale. And But we're also the the global church who are alive at any one point in history, and so the the global church all around the globe, but we're also actually united with the sort of the eternal church. And so all those who have worshiped Jesus for years past and centuries past, we're gathered together in that way. And so the church doesn't stop being the church just because you can't gather, which is actually something that's well-known and well-understood around the world when you go to different places where the church is heavily persecuted and when they can really never gather in large-scale ways like we're used to in the city of Vancouver and so uh, we're moving into a new era here for hopefully a short amount of time where we can't gather in any way shape or form but we gather uh, together in terms of you know in person but we can gather together uh, digitally we gather virtually in that way and we're putting some measures in place where we can do that. But yeah, church isn't canceled because you can't cancel the people of God. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so here we are today, uh, walking together as followers of Christ, uh, understanding that we are the church.
0: Okay, so let me clarify then because I don't want there to be any mis- misunderstanding about this. Uh, if you show up at the South Vancouver or the, you know, Famille Ferlane or the Cineplex Theater in Kitts on Sunday, uh, we will not
1: be gathering there. We are not gathering in that way, and and but we're not church. gathering
0: as house churches either. That's right, and we're not gathering as community groups either. But you're saying the church is actually not those, uh, just those events, but it's actually the people of God. And so if you're if you're at all confused by the title of this podcast, it's intended to make a point. Is that yeah, is that right,
1: right, Brett? That's right. That's right. Awesome.
0: Well, well, John, uh, Brett alluded to some of the things that we're doing. He said we're we have a plan in place that we're going to roll out. Uh, as a church, John, what do you see that plan looking like for the foreseeable future uh, for us? Yeah, well, I, I think it's first, it's worth recognizing that uh, while
2: we are still the church, as Brett says, and while um, we're unable to gather, it's not ideal. Um, we wish we could gather, um, and we would if we could. Um, but while we can't, how can we use technology? How can we use the um, um, the, the ability that we have to connect with people from a distance to our advantage to ensure that people are still sitting under the instruction of God's word. People are still in community in whatever shape and form that, that makes. Um, and, and people are still cared for. People still feel like they are part of, of, of this body. And so um, a focus for us, we've, we've kind of boiled it down to two focuses for us in this season. Uh, the first is is the word, and so that's uh, around how can we, um, as staff members, as pastors in this church, create content that is going to feed people from afar, because uh, we know that that's the best thing to do. It doesn't help if we're trying to uh, gather. It doesn't help if we're trying to meet with people and disciple them. Um, so so how do we create content that is going to uh, feed the sheep from afar? And then secondly, uh, how do we care um, it's, it's a kind of unprecedented time when um, all of our usual modes of loving people, being proximate with them, being close to them, uh, checking in, um, kind of being human, um, we're, we're unable to do for for whatever period of time it's going to be. And so we're trying to think of innovative ways in which we can care for people um specifically affected by COVID-19, but also just in general, how do we maintain what it means to be part of the family of God um, when we're unable to gather in the manner that we have done historically?
0: Yeah, it's interesting, John, you mentioned that, you know, I have a a Zoom call set up for Monday where it's not talking with people with COVID-19, but with people who are going through marriage counseling. Yeah, And so we're going to do that and ask all the awkward, you know, marriage counseling questions uh, that we ask uh, over over a Zoom call. So that will be uh, interesting for sure if we can sorry, go ahead john well
2: i was going to say i think that's an important thing for us um that that covid-19 is not stopping church um and a lot of the things that we do before the what we see as uh, the rhythms and the uh the care that's built into what it means to be in the family of god uh, will will continue but it will it will look differently and so um it's not like we're stopping everything to um to be completely consumed by the pandemic um but considering that people's lives are going on in in a in a a different
0: way awesome I, i love that john let's actually just take those things uh Piece by piece here. So we've kind of given the big, Brett's given us the big ecclesiological, theological reason why the church is not canceled. Uh, But now we're talking about like, how do we actually live this out as the church uh, in Vancouver in our age? And you mentioned, John, word and care. So let's take those one by one. Uh, First off, word. uh, What does it look like for us as a church to to feed the sheep uh, in this time? Uh, What's the first thing that we're looking at?
2: Yeah, well, I think the first thing is recognizing that the weekly rhythm of the gathered church is a good thing and we don't want to lose something. Um, There's a a sort of a rhythm of life that is built into the Christian experience that we gather together and we sit under the instruction of God's word and we take communion together and we worship together. And so we want to figure out how we, we can maintain that even though we're self-isolating, even though that we're, we're stuck in our homes. And so uh, the first thing that we're doing is we are creating uh, video sermons uh, that we are encouraging uh, the body of Christ City uh, to, um, to watch at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings uh, in the knowledge that there are hundreds of people throughout Vancouver doing the same thing. Um, and that video will be accompanied with um, a, a liturgy, a confession, and assurance. That, that the things that we do on Sunday to get together, um, there will be um, a, a PDF that's provided to accompany that. So so that in some manner, Christ City is meeting, um, even though we're, we're we're far apart.
0: Brett, I'd love to throw this to you. Can you give us a picture even of what that might look like in your own home at ten a.m. when you guys gather on Sunday, like? what's that going to look like for, like the you know, not the average family, because I don't know if that exists, but, but for your family, at least?
1: Yeah, for our family, I mean, yeah, we're, we might not be the average family because my my children are, uh, you know, the three daughters I have are the, the daughters of a pastor and the daughters of a worship leader. So my guess is that, that my wife will want to uh, play a song on the guitar. We'll sing together. Uh, I'm tone deaf, so I won't sing much. I will let the uh, the praise, four musicians praise the Lord. Praise yeah, the I'll Lord. Let the, I'll let the four musicians in my household do that. But I do I do like to worship. Um, I'm I'm not an artist in my uh, vocals, but I do love to worship. And so we'll worship together in some way. Um, I would say, like if I'm if I'm by myself, I typically just put on a worship album of some kind and I worship. And so I, I'm for myself, I would sing. Um, My family will certainly pray together. We'll move through the confession and assurance. Um, You know, we'll do that together. We'll just say it, the five of us sitting there together in the living room, and then we'll watch the sermon together. Uh, I think for us, with children, it's going to be a little bit different than if I was just doing it on my own. And so I would say, you know, for us as parents, um, what we'll do is we'll just stop and maybe pause along the way to discuss something that maybe isn't apparent to them, that might be apparent to the rest of us who are... Uh, you know, adults who are followers of Jesus. And so, you know, we'll just stop, pause, do a little bit of instruction to discipleship, answer any questions that come up because our, our girls are 14, 12, and 10. And so, uh, you know, two girls who are in youth on uh, a regular basis, one who's in uh, a, a, a youth discipleship thing on Sunday mornings. And so she doesn't gather with the church, uh, with the adults of the church for the sermon. She's there for worship. And then they go and they have uh, grade six and seven students have, Uh, a discipleship thing that they're moving through with their youth leaders uh, under Matt Crocker's direction. And then our youngest is in kids ministry on Sunday mornings. So what we'll do is we'll just set it up so we have a conversation around those things. We'll watch a video together. We'll have a talk about it. We might, you know, read the the scriptures together in that way. And then we'll pray together. And um, I think it's a beautiful picture of of what it means to be the church in a really limited way uh, so that we can do that. I, I think for us as well, I know that, um, again, maybe not the average family in the church, but I'll probably utilize my social media platforms to uh, highlight what we're doing and, and how we're doing it. And So I'll be sharing some of that content, which I would encourage others to do as well. Just uh, you know, share a photo of, of you and your family gathered, you and your roommates gathered. Uh, if you're home and maybe you're sick and you're totally isolated where you can't be with somebody else, um, I would say hop on a FaceTime call or a Skype call or a Zoom call following and maybe just have a discussion around what you just heard and, and how you might pray together I think it's a really encouraging thing to do just to make sure that you're checking in on other people. And so we'll be aware of that on Sunday. Uh, It's going to be very interesting for us. Um, Like a lot of people, we've just never, ever been in a situation where we've not gathered together corporately on a Sunday. So it'll be weird for us, but that's what we'll do.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm even just thinking about how you guys are going to be doing it and knowing that my family, a little bit different uh, than (laughs) your family, three boys under five. Uh, We might have like a wrestling break in the middle of the liturgy. I'm not sure if that's like heresy. Or, or, or what that is, but it's probably what's going to happen. Um, you know, to sing some songs they love to sing. Uh, maybe even use some of those YouTube videos where there's some actions involved. Uh, we, we'll probably incorporate some of that as well, too. But um, using hashtag WeAreChristCity would be an important thing to add to that as well so we can track those. Uh, th- that'd be great. And so that's Sunday. So that's one of the ways we want to feed the sheep, if we can say that. Uh, just with uh, good, solid teaching, 15 to 20 minute videos, not super long videos. Uh, The idea is not to just give you, you know, here's an hour long, deep, exegetical dive into the text, but something to encourage you uh, to to accompany the rest of the liturgy. That's the hope with that. So leaving Sunday, if that's okay, if we leave Sunday, John, Brett, leaving Sunday, uh, we also have a plan uh, to help shape your rhythms throughout the week. And John, do you want to speak a bit to what our, our plan is there? Yeah,
2: I think, I think one of the things that we recognize is that um, while this is going on, people actually have a lot of time. You know, If you're self-isolating, people are realizing that they've got a lot of time in their hands and it's exposing their personal rhythms. Um, and uh, you know, you see Netflix subscriptions going up, people deciding uh, the books that they uh, want to read that they never got around to reading. Um, and so what we want to do is we want to provide um, content, video content, Um, daily devotional short short videos um, that we can uh, provide Monday to Saturday so that um, you can build into your life a, a, a rhythm with the rest of the church even though we're scattered across the city um to spend time in the word and so uh we're we're starting this thing called the self-isolation series great name great name great name jake came up with that name oh uh, what oh john yeah that,
1: feel, that feels like you just threw jake under the bus
2: that <laughs> no, <was on> that <laughs> so no no if you like it it was jake if you don't it was jake yeah uh <laughs> it's, it's a good great great name for a series but um but i think that you know there, there's some truth in there lots of people are going to be by themselves and um there is a tendency to not make the priority of the Word of God. And so what we want to do is encourage Christ City to prioritize the Word of God in this season and to do it together, even though we're, we're far, uh, far from each other. And so we're going to be going through the book of First Peter to begin with, um, and that's going to consist of really short, uh, maybe two to five minute um, uh exegesis of, of uh, the passage. We're going to go through it really slowly, um, and uh, we're going to pray through it together. And so it will be, I think it will be a beautiful thing to um, encourage everyone to keep in the Word.
0: And 1 Peter, uh, I mean, Brett, I'd love you speaking to speak into this. Why, why that book? Why is 1 Peter a good book uh, for people uh, who are by themselves, who are perhaps experiencing some difficulty in this time?
1: Well, I think the people that 1 Peter was written to are dealing with persecution and difficulty and trial in their own circumstances, and it's one of those books of the Bible that transcends the experience of the the first readers. Um, I mean, as really every book of the Bible does, but the experience of that first century uh, church in the dispersion in that way where they were suffering all the things they were suffering, it speaks to us, no problem. And it also, I think, would instruct us on how we can be a light to the world around us.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that would be a great thing to go through. John, if we want to find uh, that video series, where can we find that? How can we access it?
2: Yeah, you'll be able to find that. Uh, we'll, we'll be pushing it on all of our social channels. Um, but we're also going to create a page on the homepage of each of the neighborhood churches uh, that will be called Christ City and COVID-19. And that page will be updated regularly with all of the content that we're discussing today. Uh, so there'll be links through to um, Hibby Dragons, to the blog, to the Sunday um uh, content as well as as these daily devos. So you wake up yeah. in the
0: morning. Go ahead, Brett.
1: Well, I just would I would just want to add to that. The there's lots of good content out on out there. There's lots of good things to look at. Lots of great blogs to read. Lots of great videos to watch. What we're trying to do is put something together that will catalyze your own study of Scripture. It's not supposed yeah. to be a replacement for you digging into the Word. It's actually supposed to be an accompaniment. Or even an impetus for you then to dive into the scriptures and for you to spend some time laboring through, you know, why are we jumping from from 1 Peter into, I don't know, you know, we're, the, the, the the prophets of the Old Testament? Or why are we jumping into the Gospels? Or how does 1 Peter actually connect to the Sermon on the Mount that we've been going through as a church? And, to, and so it's for you to be able to do that. Not in a sense where we're trying to spoon-feed content. What we're trying to do is catalyze your own development of your own scriptural engagement. And then to do that, as John said, as a community. So all of us are doing this together. We're all walking through the same content and really being formed in this way.
0: Fantastic. I love it. And so under that word category, we've talked about uh, the Sunday sermon along with the liturgy. We've talked about these daily devotionals. Uh, John, what else will we be doing throughout this time as we look to feed the sheep?
2: yeah so we're we're encouraging the staff and the elders um, and other members of Christ city to to write blogs uh our, our blog uh hasn't had a, as many as we w- would have liked to in the past and and in this season when people have got time in their hands and and actually they're reading a lot of news stories and and filling their head with with um i think a lot of fear um we want to um give an outlet for people to be able to uh write what's on their mind that pertains to what's going on around them uh but also grounded in the word and so uh, we're going to be investing in our blog in this time uh that will also include things. Um, uh, like, for example, Joel Sabell is going to collate a Spotify playlist to um, potentially accompany your your Sunday gatherings in self isolation, um, but but also just as as, as a way of encouraging um, you to uh, to to be listening to worship music and and spending time. Uh, with the Lord. And um, the other thing that we're creating, uh, or we're going to increase the production of is Here Be Dragons. And so there will be much more of these um, uh, going forward. Uh, One of the things that we would like to encourage with Here Be Dragons is is a bit more of a conversation with Christ City. And so uh, we're going to create an Uh, a a two-way dialogue between the the members of Christ City and uh, Brett and Jake and and the team here so that um, the things that you are thinking about at home the things that are impacting your life the questions that you have uh, can be addressed and we can we can spend some time discussing them going through the scriptures seeing how the word of God speaks into that and so we would just encourage you uh, when that piece of communication comes out and and um uh, we, we'll encourage you to actually send your um, questions to info at christcitychurch.ca. Um, and, and if you've got those, we'll, we'll address those. So so please send your questions in.
0: Fantastic. Brett, before we switch over to the care side, we talk about word and care. Uh, why is it important that we don't just do, like that we're not just doing the word side of this? Why is it important that we're not just teaching and producing different teaching mediums? Why is it important that we're actually caring for people in real tangible uh, you know, ways in this season as a church.
1: Yeah, I think the, I, I've said this, in, I don't know, in a couple of videos that we've made and in, in different content we've produced, but John thirteen thirty five says that the world will know, Jesus says, the world will know who I am by the way you love one another. And uh, we, we want to be cognizant of the fact that the watching world is anxious, uh, is filled with fear, uh, doesn't know what to do and doesn't know where to take their burdens. And I think as followers of Jesus, we have answers to all of those things. I was saying to my wife this morning, uh, you know, she's saying, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm okay. I I know who's in control of COVID-19. And I I don't mean that in some twisted way where, you know, God is uh, inflicting this on the world or something like that. I mean that I know that he's in control of everything and that I'm not outside the bounds of his control and his sovereignty. And that I trust in him and and whether the situation around me is good or bad. Again, this is why first Peter is an excellent book of the Bible to walk through in this season, whether things are good or bad around me, it doesn't change his goodness. And that goodness is evident in the way that we love one another. And that I think is in practical ways. Um, I mean, within our community group. And so, so my wife and I, my wife Allison and I lead a community group at Christ city because we're followers of Jesus who are leaders in the church. And so we lead a community group and, um, you know, it's, it's populated with a lot of families and then it's some, some older people as well. And we're all just taking it upon ourselves to check in and make sure everybody's doing okay. Uh, there are, uh, we have one family who are in isolation right now uh, because of illness. And we have a couple other families who have uh, very small babies. And I mean, just yesterday on the, we have a WhatsApp chat group. And on the WhatsApp group, it was like, hey, I've gone to three different uh, pharmacies and I can't find infant Tylenol for my teething baby. Hmm. And it's kind of like immediately there's people who are like, hey, I'm out and about right now. Why don't I check into this one? And you know, lo and behold, infant Tylenol gets purchased and dropped off at homes today. Love and yeah, and the cool. family who are quarantined are like, hey, you know, we're like we're almost out of milk. Is anybody around? And it's like, boom. And then you know, somebody said that we need you know uh, children's Tylenol or something like that. And it's just people are picking up and dropping off things, checking in, and not just practical ways, but you know, with people who are who are completely isolated, just calling and saying, how are you doing? Yeah. Like, like what's going on and, and having uh like, you know, I think John said earlier here, just, you know, a human being conversation, like just like, can we just be with one another? And sometimes, unfortunately, especially for our generation, that means uh th- that our text message is not going to carry enough weight. Like just pick up the phone mm-hmm. or FaceTime and mm-hmm. say, let's just have a face to face if we can, or at least voice to voice conversation. And let's just talk about it because I can't hear the anxiety or the tears on the other end of the phone mm-hmm. if I'm just texting. Yeah. And, and I want to know what's happening. So I think it's vital that we do that for each other. It'll draw us together as a community. And again, it, it is a, a, a faithful witness to the world around us that uh, we're not going to be consumed with this. But we do know that God uh, will sustain us and bring us through it.
0: Yeah, I, I love that, Brett. I think especially that word, like, now is the season for calling people. Now is not the season for like you know that that two or three word text message. Now is the season to call like, hey, I know you said you were fine, but but like like how are you really doing? And and, and like pressing a bit deeper. I, I love that, yeah. Brett.
1: Yeah, I think the, the the text message is a great way to set up the rest of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it's a great way to have a mass communication. Uh, it's a great way. I mean, you know, I'm still texting people and checking in on that kind of thing. But a couple of conversations I had today with a couple of friends, just you know, pastorally in the church. Just how is it going with this specifically? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you realize you're 15 minutes in and it's actually been a good conversation. Uh, It's because it's needed and we just need to be able to talk to our brothers and sisters in the faith and have these conversations in this way.
0: Yeah, all those things that would happen typically over coffee at the local coffee shop are now, uh, they need need uh, an avenue to be had. John, I want to ask you, Brett's kind of spoke to sort of how their community group and how community groups are really around the city are responding to this and really caring and loving for each other. And we could talk for hours and the stories that we've heard about different community groups, the way that they're supporting and encouraging. And those are really, really good stories. If we can bring it up another maybe 10,000 feet, John, talk about how we as a church, how we think about care. Like what are the things that we are are, are planning on being about? Yeah. So I think the first thing is to say that
2: when we care for people, we're trying to care for the whole person. Uh, And recognizing in this time that people are, suffering but there's lots of different types of suffering that is is coming to the surface and so uh, there are people in our community who are extremely vulnerable to the coronavirus and so the elderly in our community uh, that um, are encouraged to stay at home and have to be you know more cautious because of the implications uh, on their life and so what we're uh, encouraging is that um we're able to support those people by doing practical things so for example, uh, setting up a buddy system whereby anyone over the age of sixty um, in Christ city has someone that is checking in on them able to buy them groceries um, or, or go and get groceries for them um, and and just allowing them to self uh, isolate without the risk of of being infected um and so there's people that are obviously vulnerable um, at this time but then there's um you know some of the other implications of this are more financial. And so there are people who work in certain industries uh, that are gonna be affected by this. We know of uh, people that have already lost their jobs. And so um, in whatever way we can help and the most appropriate way we can help, we're gonna try and do that. And so we're pulling together a, a plan of care um, that will speak to um, both the, the people that need assistance who are most vulnerable to the virus, but then also people that are affected uh, financially. Um, and then maybe thirdly, um, considering the whole person, we need to consider also spiritually um, how people are affected by this and how the grip of fear can get hold of people. And um, and so ensuring that everyone who is involved in Christ City has someone who is reaching out to them, as Brett said, in conversation, um, making sure that no one is suffering um, any of the consequences of this alone. Um, making sure that um, we're asking the right questions, praying for people, encouraging them in the word. Um, because I think what comes to mind when it comes when, when, when care comes to mind is, is the most overt, the people that are most um, affected by this. And I think we want to focus on that. But we also want to make sure that if you are part of Christ City, you are cared for. And so the staff and the elders and, and community group leaders um, have been given that mandate to to reach out to people to make sure that no one is suffering alone. Um, and and more and further details uh, about the care plan um, will, will come out on, on that page that
0: I mentioned earlier. That's fantastic. Thanks, John. I think there'll be some listening to this podcast right now who are saying, you know, I'm not in need right now myself, but I want to be involved uh, in helping love other people. Uh, how would you instruct those who want to be involved in you know, buying groceries or picking up prescriptions or whatever the case may be, who can they email, uh, what can they do, w- what does that look like for the eager uh, person in Christ that he wants to serve right now? Yeah, so
2: I think, I think there's two, two ways. Um, the first is if you're already a part of a community group, um, then we, we want the community group leaders and the community groups to, to get creative about how they can support one another. Um, it's best if we don't try and orchestrate everything from a top-down perspective right, yeah. and we allow um, different communities to, um, to tackle the needs that are, that are most present to them. Um, but we'll also we want to provide a channel of communication whereby you can um, contact us and that we can have we have a system internally whereby we can make sure that all of the needs that are being presented to us can be addressed. And so, uh, again, info at ChristCityChurch.ca is the best way to to reach out to us um, and also prayer at ChristCityChurch.ca um, if there's any specific um, prayer requests.
0: I love it. Brett, yeah. Anything you would add to that?
1: Yeah, I, I would want to add uh, a word of encouragement to those who are not and have not been in a community group. Um, we want to care for you. Yeah. And you may not have put yourself in in a situation where you can be cared for by others. And John just said we don't want to orchestrate everything from the top down. We want just to, and so on a grassroots level, this is happening all across our communities already. It's it's just it's already in motion because that infrastructure was built. Uh, you know, years and years and years and years ago. And so there's people who have been in the same community groups for like five, six years. And so they are already and have been already caring for each other for a long time. If you're not in a community group, one of the things you'll need to do is let us know what your needs are. Um, You know, we're not... Uh, assuming that you don't have other people you can contact. But what you need to know is that you do have a church who loves you and a community that want to come and support you. Please let us know what your needs are. We We do not have a shortage of people who want to serve you. But we might not know what your needs are and simply because you're not uh, grafted deeply into a community group or maybe you're just brand new to the body of Christ City. Like there's people who just moved to Vancouver a month ago and I can't I'm just trying to think of what it looks like to go through this without having an established community around you. And you can't gather with people right now. So you're not building that really. And it's difficult. Why don't you let us know what those needs are and uh, and allow us to serve you in that way? Uh, again, just on a practical note, uh, a couple things we've encouraged people to do within our community group um, when dropping things off with people who are sick, the temptation is to open the door and give each other a hug and tell each other that you love you. just don't do that um, it's it's not it's not actually loving to expect somebody just to to grab a hold of you and give you a big hug um, it's It's not a loving thing to do at the moment, though it's our impulse and it's the right impulse. Uh, just you know, go up and you can and you can be on the phone if you want. Drop it off at the door and then leave. And so we've had people dropping off bags of groceries at doors, and uh, and you know, fire a text message or a phone call saying it's you know the the, the stuff has been dropped off. And that way, we're not having any kind of um, risk going on with the community, especially those who are healthy who are going to serve those who are sick and maybe some who are serving right now who aren't feeling that well. I was talking to uh, one of the leaders in our church uh, just this morning and. Uh, This person felt awful because they had just served um, an elderly neighbor um, some meals and then they found out after that, you know, actually they're not feeling that well. And so, you know, just let's just be wise with what we're doing and be aware of the fact that this is going to spread quite quickly and it's going to continue to spread for some weeks and we're prepared for that. But just be wise in the way that you approach every single one of these avenues of service.
0: No, I, I really appreciate that, Brett. John, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I think I'd just
2: affirm everything that Brett said and just say that in this time, the, the most caring thing that you could do may be to self-isolate. And, and that's hard for people that are proactive. That's hard for people that want to get involved. Um, but we would just encourage uh, that if you're starting to feel sick, if you're um, starting to get some of the symptoms, um, the, the most loving thing you can do, which sounds so counterintuitive to everything that we have been formed to believe, um, may be to stay at home.
1: Yeah, Yeah, there's the the meme that's floating around the social media sites that I've seen that one of our elders actually sent me and said, our grandparents' generation was called to war. Our generation is called to sit on the couch and stay home. We can do this. (laughs) and uh, We can do this. And it doesn't mean it's easy. I mean, uh, we were talking with one of the families that are isolated right now because of sickness. And I mean, their kids are bouncing off the (laughs) wall.
0: What? I can't relate.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, but you just have to say, like, this is a very short window of time in the course of human history for us to serve and love people by literally not going anywhere. So um, let's do that, uh, and let's consider what that might look like for us.
0: Well, and on that particular note, Brett, we hope to, in the coming weeks, have a podcast with Michelle Siebert, who's our Christ City Kids uh, lead uh, here for all the network of neighborhood churches. And we'd love yeah. for her to speak into what it means to disciple kids, uh, to walk them through this time, because it's been really opening to hear my you know, my five-year-old talk about the virus and how people have this the, the, this virus and, and really kind of walk them through what that means to trust Jesus and how Jesus is for us and with us in the midst of this. I mean, there are some real discipleship opportunities here. Uh, I don't yeah. want to get too far into that, but I think that will be good There's for us.
1: One more thing I probably want to just throw out there on this, obviously a bit of a preliminary podcast. We're going to follow this up with lots of other stuff coming out. Uh, One of the other ways we're going to try and serve people within the body of Christ City, and we're just building this right now. And so, I mean, obviously, everything we're doing right now is on the fly. This thing has been uh, a a week ago right now. We were still talking about like normal Sunday. Yeah, like like we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. And a week ago, we were planning our Sunday gatherings still. It was Thursday afternoon that we found out we were going to have to do house church. And we built a plan for, for our house churches to meet. And then within days, we're like, we can't even do that. Uh, so things are changing quickly. One of the things that we're, we're looking at implementing is, um, is getting some people who are knowledgeable in the area of finances and government programs and putting mm-hmm. together some plans to help coach people who are going to be economically impacted by this. Uh, obviously, Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, and uh, a number of the different ministers uh, have released information about the the billions of dollars that are being freed up either by way of deferred taxes or by actual economic stimulus and are being made available to people who are now going to be losing their income, uh, business owners who are impacted by this, et cetera. And we want to be able to offer some financial coaching. uh, And and all we're going to do is just come alongside people and literally point them to the right things they can look at. But what I know is if you're struggling with sickness, you're struggling with fear, you're struggling with anxiety, and you lose your income, um, we want to help you mm-hmm. and what we're going to start by prayer and we're going to pray with you and for you. We're going to start with scripture and then we'll move into the practical things of how we can meet your physical needs as we're able and then how we can point you and direct you into the right places where you can find the resources that you need. So we're just going to try and equip people in that way and come alongside them as best we can. Again, we're tr- we're just rolling this out. We're just building the program right now and how we might highlight those things. A lot of that program stuff does not come out for another 12 or 13 days until the month of April. So we're going to try and be ahead of the curve on that so we can help and serve people to the best of our ability. Awesome.
0: Love it. Well, guys, why don't I end just by closing uh, with prayer uh, for us and for our community and for our our, our broader city as we come to the Lord uh, with all these things. And so, Father, we, we thank you. We love you. And uh, we confess uh, our own anxiety and our own powerlessness. And now we ask, Father, that you'd meet us personally as individuals in this. We pray, Lord, for our leaders as you've instructed us to pray. We pray for Premier John Horgan, we pray for Dr. Bonnie Henry, uh, for Adrian Dix, and, and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, and all those in charge who will be making decisions. Father, would you uh, give them wisdom that they might uh, serve well, uh, that we might uh, bear witness to you, Jesus, in, in a land that is not overrun uh, with chaos or, or anarchy, Lord, but one that uh, we, we can indeed see your word go out and flourish. And so we pray for Christians around the world pray for those who are suffering. We pray for the healthcare workers who are overburdened and overworked. Father, would you strengthen them? Would you even give nurses and doctors and all those involved opportunities to share with their overburdened and overworked co-workers the good news of Jesus, who gives us eternal rest? Father, we pray for our neighbors uh, beside us, uh, behind us and in front of us, that they would hear the gospel in this time, that we would see a move of your spirit uh, for your kingdom and for your glory uh, in Vancouver and in, uh, and beyond. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining me, guys. Here Be Dragons is a podcast of Christ City Church in Vancouver. You can find us online at herebedragonspodcast.com or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook
1: at Dragon Podcast.